It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero and Jedi entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dilley. And my name is Padawan Mike Royer. Ah, and this week we're covering Star Wars Celebration Europe, folks. It's here. This is most of our notes, actually. And, not, and Well, actually, I take it back. Half of this is trailers. The other half is Star Wars. We are in a great <laughs> yeah, week was, for this. Yeah, yeah, the Star Wars news came in hot and heavy, and I forgot about all of the trailers that happened a few days before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So so we'll, we're going to be covering all that. We got trailers for Across the Spider-Verse, Blue Beetle, Extraction 2, and some other things. Uh, we're also going to give you our thoughts on the Super Mario Brothers movie now in theaters, not the '93 one, and more. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, it's been a wild week for news. Uh, we just came off hot talking about uh, our Super Mario Bros. Uh, movie review and spoiler mm. cast and experiences, mostly the experiences to get there. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> a lot going into this film, so uh, make sure you're subscribed. That should be in your feed now as well. So uh, we we're primed, we're ready to go. Yes. I've, like I, I told everybody last week that I was working through these. Um, these Mountain Dew cans that you gifted me over yeah. the holiday, Chris. Mm-hmm. I'm on my last one now, the Voodoo 2020. Wow. Uh, it's the um, the Skittles flavor, basically, or the off-brand uh, version of yes. Skittles that you can legally fruit, say. Fruit Bursts or whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah, so I'm, I'm caffeinated. Mm-hmm. I'm amped up talking about movies. Yes. Uh, so we're in it. We're going to, this... you have no water at your house, which people would know. <laughs> yeah. listen to the review. Are... Uh, it's it's wild out there. We... It's, also a hol- it's also a holiday. It's a holiday. What, uh, what you celebrate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, there's so much going It's the perfect storm that would cause tornadoes in my region. Uh, this mm-hmm. this week uh, literally happened. We'll listen, to, listen to our Mario review at least the beginning yeah. of it before we end it. You'll hear lots of stories about what's going on. This week. I had perfect weather out here. I, yeah. I went out on a bike path oh, the other well, day. Look at me, I'm Mike, with my perfect was weather. Rollerblading. <laughs> an older an older gentleman had some small talk with me. Said I looked like I was 25, and I was wow. just like, "Oh, bless you, bless you, old man. Yeah. This is amazing." So it's been a pretty decent weekend for me overall um it's great we got tons of stuff yes. to talk about i'm excited i'm excited there are so many yeah. lightsabers in today's news mike that i'm like mike is just gonna love this he's just gonna be hyped <laughs> to hear do, about lightsabers i do like lightsabers but as we all know my relationship with star wars is complicated uh, so we'll we'll work through that issue like uh, i'm in a therapy session while we go through the news this week okay well let's let's start in t- speaking of therapy let's talk about super mario brothers we just got off of this we're, we're hitting news hot and heavy folks um Super Mario, we just got off our review here. Let me talk about some of the numbers here. If you've not heard, this is the biggest movie probably ever <laughs> in a long, long time. Not like necessarily like Avengers or like Avatar 2 level, but like this has the second best five day opening ever. Um, I don't, I, the first one's probably what, it's gotta be Avatar 2 now, right? That's probably why. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third one is some sort of Transformers movie, uh, because those are big elsewhere in the world. It is currently sitting at 377.2 million globally, making it the best animated movie ever. Uh, opening ever and that's ahead of frozen 2 which previously held that uh role in the in the recent years 
And um, for those who don't know, it's also the biggest video game opening ever. Warcraft was the previous holder and only made like half of this amount of money. So um, everything is coming up uh, Mario and Luigi this this weekend. Absolutely for sure. And, you know, we, we, we talked about our thoughts, um, you know, spoiler free here, Mike. I'm, we'll, we'll flip. I'll, I'll go in first this time. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, we, um, I will say this movie is a... Uh, if you wanted a video game of Mario come to life, this is it. It is a bright, beautiful colored movie. Lots of great animations. Lots of Easter eggs. Literally on on this day of Easter, Easter eggs. References left and right. If you've played Mario once, you're going to notice little things all over the place in this movie. So many that we couldn't even talk about them in our review. Um, But there's an article online that says like 85 different references. So you can go check that out. Um, And I, I, I think, you know, when we talk about this, it's got all this great stuff, you know, nostalgia galore, nostalgia trip through through anyone who's played Mario. It has got one of the um, the the thinnest uh, like plots ever in the history of movies, uh, through and through. But it is again, um, as we talked, lo- the, this movie's being the lowest common denominator: kids and adults at the same time. They just go in, they get some colors, they get some action, they they feel good about seeing Mario and Luigi, and they go home. So. Um, to me, I had, I had a good time. I, I, I like that. I need something to, to, to distract from all of the horrible things going. I wouldn't say horrible. All the misfortunes going on in my life this week of, <laughs> of like you know first world problems at the end of the day. But I'm like, yeah, I need something to distract. This was my perfect distraction from that, and I had a good time. Uh, my wife um, loves playing Mario games. She's she, she'll only 100% certain games. Mario is one of them. Uh, and, um, so she, she was laughing like a giddy, uh, like schoolgirl the whole time. So she had a great time. I had a great time. Um, but you have to go in understanding what it is. This is not going to change your life. This is not going to be in your film history textbooks in a hundred years when they talk about movies that change the, the world. This is not, this is not that movie at the end of the day. And, um, I think Mike's review will reflect that a little bit more. <laughs> yes, uh, much much like World One level lo- level one of all Mario games, this is all surface level. Yeah. Uh, there's not a whole lot going on here that's going to uh, challenge your uh, definition of storytelling. But there are things that I like. There's some things that I didn't like. Right uh, at the at the end of the day, there's there's so much to talk about, like industry wise with this mm. uh, with this movie, which we talk about in our review of all of the things that this could do to change the the film slate of movies going forward. But I think the movie just ended up being just very average overall. Uh, it's really holding on to those uh, references and Easter eggs as hard as it could. Uh, but luckily, the, the musical score is absolutely amazing to hear those kind of remixed, fresh versions of those uh, those musical scores that we've heard the, the, in the little, video games all years it's, it's ev- gorgeous every i think every mario game and and even some non-mario games get a little melody right in in the 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 grand scope of the the music mm. and that's really like you know it, it, it hits that nostalgia button just right like just oh, yeah. right they they go to that well many times and most of the time it works uh, but I understand the the uphill battle and the fight and the and the wave against me. I'm, I'm not gonna get up on my Apple box and like shout like a grumpy old man. Uh, I just wish there was a little bit more. I would say like Pixar DNA in this, where I, I wish they would have tried to uh, connect to the adult audience maybe a little bit more and not lean so heavily into the kids audience, which mm-hmm. Illumination is pitch perfect at. Right, that's why they make so much money. Right, Illumination's got to be one of the most successful animation studios out there per dollar 
So I don't, I don't blame them for doing what they do best, which is making money, which is what a business <laughs> ultimately does, right? So uh, I won't bemoan too much. I'm hoping for a little bit more out of the yeah. sequel, uh, but ultimately they've 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 started something here. This is a wave. Yeah. I I kind of thought maybe we would get something out of this. Uh, video game wise when we solved Detective Pikachu I thought that yeah. was going to kind of kick off this big video game avalanche but there's no way that this doesn't with all of the dollars coming out of this film yeah, absolutely. You know, all of all of the potential right you can already imagine like a Donkey Kong movie you know coming next um, you know we only got to see like Diddy Kong very very briefly uh, so we, got, we got to get some more of that kid even uh, a cranky, but, like a cranky Kong said, "Diddy, shut up!" In this one, that was pretty funny. Um, so. Yeah, but it's just like, yeah, you gotta, yeah, this is like a, this is a family pleaser, right? Even, even if I took my parents to this movie, they, they, they're just kind of familiar with Mario. I yeah. think they would have a good time. So this is the, the safest movie bet you'll ever make in your entire <laughs> life. Take yeah. your entire, make a, plan a family reunion before this movie's out of theater and all go see it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I won't I won't fight the success of this movie, um, mm-hmm. but uh, good the, job everybody involved. The, you made a you made you made a you the made a people dollar. in the movie theater were fighting Mike's success of enjoying the movie, and you can hear oh that God, in our yeah. review. You, so you hear about the, the the psychotic teenagers yeah. it, that it, were in my in my screening. It, and and I, I, you know, we didn't talk about this, but this is a perfect um, storm, right? It is a holiday weekend, so everybody had Friday off, or most people had Friday off, mm-hmm. and it's spring break across most of the country here. Uh, so and it's, a, and it's a PG film, right? Yeah. So you don't have to worry about being a certain age to get your ticket. You, you get just, mom and dad and at least one kid, if not two more kids, uh, the whole time. Yeah. So and absolutely. everybody everybody knows who Mario is. Yeah. We're going to be talking about a lot of deep cut Star Wars stuff coming up here. Uh, you know, Rebels included. And it's just like, I can't describe Boy, some of this stuff I tell, to my I extended am, family. <laughs> I am excited to go through these character lists with you because I know what you haven't seen and that makes me even more excited to, to, to go through these. And I've done a little special thing in the notes this week for Mike and we'll talk about that Aww. when we get there. So, um, Super Mario Brothers, absolutely, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't say we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. I think we both agree with some of the, the Nintendo's. Wink, wink, I use that earlier, if you yeah, will. Uh, yeah, we have, like, the same opinions, but you are you just seem to be more optimistic about I'm, it. I'm just more pessimist. Yeah, I'm just, I can just, I, I know what I was watching, and it was, uh, it was uh, it's a me, a Mario. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and so... Let's get on to the next uh, topic here. Another video game franchise, because obviously when Mario's doing great, guess what? Every It lifts up every other game franchise around it. And Street Fighter rights have been acquired by the film company Legendary. Uh, and Legendary, ironically, um, is going to be working on this movie, did Detective Pikachu. I did not know this. Uh, I thought it was another company like a universal or something but it was actually they were the company that did detective pikachu and more recently the uh dune movies the the newer dune movies that were on hbo max mm-hmm. uh and i guess theaters as well so to me that's that's okay right like legendary is not necessarily something i'm thinking negatively for and you know um the the two i've seen the original street fighter movie right when in 94 when it came out right with um john claude van damme and raul julia right as zim bison and then um, I did not watch the one with uh, Kristen Kruick as uh, Chun Li recently in the past like was it fifteen oh years. Oh my god! I tried to watch that. It was yeah. just one of those random movies. I think I threw up on the screen through HBO Max, yeah. and like I, you can't. I like it's one of those films where like you can tell exactly 
what is going to happen like just five minutes in you've already just clocked everything about the movie that you need to know oh yeah and i did not finish it yeah it, it's got a really it's just it's very interesting it's got a it's got a stat cast right like you know again christian crook known from smallville uh neil mcdonough um michael clark duncan was in it i believe is that right um and, and robin shoe who was uh he was the oh my gosh who in uh Luke Hang in the Mortal Kombat movie, the original one. So like, you're like, oh, this doesn't sound too bad, right? But no, that, that movie is just, I hear it's garbage, like absolute garbage. So, uh, and um, anyway, so uh, a legendary taking this over doesn't make me feel bad. I feel like they could they could probably knock something out of the park with this, right? Like, uh, hopefully, I I never got into Street Fighters, a fighting franchise. My my fighting game was always Tekken, which had even worse movies come out. So, yeah. um, absolutely crazy about this but maybe we'll get a soul caliber movie mike when this is all said and done <laughs> well as we as we've seen with the somewhat recent mortal Kombat movie the hardest thing to adapt in a fighting video game is how do you contrive a fight right yep. you know like you can obviously have people like beating each other up in a movie but the, how do you kind of organize it around a tournament based system the, the the problem with that was mortal Kombat has a premise right there's a tournament for that but the mortal Kombat movie didn't actually get to the mortal Kombat tournament i'm like you mm-hmm. sons of bitches you you didn't do a mortal Kombat. so um yeah so street fighter um fighting in the streets right we'll we'll see we'll report back to you guys as more information on this comes out because i'm excited and then also the next bit is to kind of correct some uh information from from last week's ballerina the is a john wick spinoff film not a, a tv series mike the continental is the series so uh, they are uh, shooting to release uh, Ballerina June seventh, twenty twenty four of next next summer with uh, Anna De Armas as the as the the lead character. Yeah, I'm behind on my John Wick watching. Uh, yep. I still I just need to catch up and watch the fourth one before it leaves theaters because there's going to be lots of competition coming up soon. You and, are uh, they're running out of space right now, man. I, I, <laughs> I know it's it's bad. I need I need to catch up. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yep. Yeah, so, so next summer we'll we'll uh, probably be talking a little bit about the, the ballerina movie. Hopefully, it's got just as as great action as the other John Wick films. Uh, Swamp Thing was one of the movies announced on uh, James Gunn's uh, DCU, um, I guess slate, right? One of the like one of the later movies on there, and uh, it was confirmed this weekend that James Mangold, who has done Logan and the upcoming Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, will write and direct. The Swamp Thing movie for the DC uh, studios uh, as well, and he will be working on this in tandem with some other announced projects that we will be talking about later in wink, the episode. Wink. Yes, nudge, nudge. Uh, what, yeah. my, my my favorite thing this weekend was explaining why Indiana Jones trailers were coming out at Star Wars conventions to people <laughs> because I'm like it's Lucasfilm, it's all the same company that makes all this. Well, it's I mean <laughs> think how confused they'd be if it was uh, a Willow trailer. Yeah, uh, they'd be extra confused. Uh, like what, what's American Graffiti rebooted? What is happening mm-hmm. here? THX eleven thirty nine. I mean, Swamp Thing, cool character. Uh, kind of got off the ground a little bit on CW oh. slash DC comic streaming, whatever yeah. that brief. Wasn't that the DC universe? Was. Wasn't that what that was called as well? I don't do. I honestly don't yeah. remember. And then all the producers got mad at each other. So they cut three episodes off of the whole <laughs> show. So yeah. yeah, I mean, James, James Mangle, great, great filmmaker. So yeah. I'm into anything that he wants to attempt. Yeah. He's, he's doing some, some real 
interesting stuff out there. So we'll we'll talk more let's about get him, upcoming let's projects. Let's get them directing uh, the sequel to Mario Bros. That would, that oh would my be a God. different direction for sure. Uh, no, no, stop. A live action sequel to the Super Mario Brothers. He's doing <laughs> yeah. the sequel to the live action one, yeah. Bring them back. Uh, anyway, did you watch the uh, new um, My Adventures with Superman trailer that came I out did. this week for the animated series? Now, this is coming to Adult Swim, people, but it was not made for Adult Swim. It was made by another company, and Adult Swim is just happy to debut it. So I've yes. had to explain, like, this is not like squid billies or aqua teen with superman this is just a real animated show coming to adult swims block yeah yes so so far i feel like i have either avoided or just ignored any sort of like maybe bad takes when it comes to this trailer because i I, it's hard to explain but when you watch it it feels more kind of lois lane centric Mm -hmm. which means oh a a comic book uh focusing more on a woman's story get prepared internet people are gonna go crazy but I think luckily it's been pretty tame. I think most people are just excited to see Superman back. So hopefully, you yeah. know, um, that quells any and, sort of like misogyny and, that might be out there in the world. And, and for those, you know, who are upset, um, who are stupid as hell, don't see this. My Adventures with Superman, not My Adventures of Superman, right? Like it's like someone has to be with them. So we got um, Lois Lane is a primary and Jimmy Olsen there as well, right? Um, mm-hmm. So those it's going to be told from the human point of views. And Clark Kent slash Superman will be around there as well, doing, yeah, it, doing the action. Yeah, it looks good, but you bring up a great point. This was not originally made for Adult Swim, so the normal Adult Swim audience, you know, that tunes in at night, you know, they might be like, you know, hey, what is this? This is kind of, this is different. Where's like my fart mm-hmm. jokes, you know, yeah. that I'm, that I'm more accustomed to. This is a Mobile Suit Gundam OO that I was expecting to watch on Adult yeah. Swim this evening. I think that I like the character designs. The animation looks cool. It kind of feels like a more bright and optimistic Invincible, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, I think it looks cool. Yeah, and the action seems to be you know in animation you can do as much action as you want, right? Because you're you're animating it rather than trying to CGI it. So I think it, you know the animation looks you know bigger than we what we would see in a normal like a live action Superman show on the CW. So uh, that's coming summer 2023. So put that on your calendars, folks. Um, my guess is it'll probably stream on HBO Max like a week or two after it debuts. So we'll we'll keep you posted. As predicted last weekend, the Blue Beetle trailer dropped this week, Mike, um, for this. So this is coming to theaters, by the way. Uh, It was originally planned for HBO Max, but you can check out the trailer for this. I will say um, they had me in the first half, Mike, with the body horror kind of stuff going on here. I was actually Mm -hmm. surprised that they didn't take the Iron Man approach, like right the suit going over the skin. But it looks like it's literally coming out of his skin in this one uh, with the scarab. But... The looks of this movie tells me it was made for streaming first, and they've not gone back and updated the 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 effects at all, or or like some of yeah, the uh, shots. There was a couple, yeah, there was a couple exterior shots. I think the one where him and his friend are kind of just hanging out under the stars on top of like a shed or something like that, and it's just like, oh, this looks like a like a, a television set for sure yeah. here. But most of the special effects stuff looks really cool. So I guess maybe the things that they could render inside of a computer and spend a little bit more time on, they can maybe make mm-hmm. it look a little bit more premium, but maybe the locales, you know, are a little bit more, um, you know, uh, already yeah. built into the, into the film. But I mean, the shot everyone's going crazy for, right. Is at the end where the suit tells them, Oh, I can make anything. And, and, there's the debate whether or not he made the Buster Sword or or made the the sword from Bleach, 
uh, oh. which is also kind of similar in shape. But the one from Bleach is a little bit more curved at the end, whereas this one looks way more angular. So I'm leaning into Buster Sword, yeah. and you know he does it, a little flourish across the ground. It just looks really badass. Right? Yeah. So it's got it's got the female, I guess, AI voice, right? You know, similar. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a lot of Iron Man parallels, right? He first thing he does, he he busts through a roof and goes to space and does a reentry. Um, it, it's cool to see him. He, he splits the bus in half, which was a cool effect. But like. You know, the plot really didn't drag me in too much um, from the story, like the trailer, like uh, it's, it's my, it may, you know, the Beatles chose you, but it's mine. Okay, Susan Sarandon, whatever you say, like this is typical villain <laughs> dialogue uh, or monologue yeah. here at the end. Yeah, um, we did get to see um, uh, a small reference, right? Because we were kind of curious, this is an origin of a superhero in this universe. Where do all of our legacy characters exist? Batman does exist and is yeah. and is known because George Lopez called him a fascist. Yes, which I thought was funny. Just because George, the the energy from George Lopez and the scenes that he's in in the trailer are great. So I'm looking forward to more George. He looks Lopez, like he looks uh, like a George Lopez life. version of like Larry the Cable Guy is what his like outfits <laughs> look like in this. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, he, this he is he interesting. Looks, he looks pretty. He looks pretty wacky. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm curious to see what broader connections they try to the, make. But yeah, I'm I'm overall um, I'm bullish on this one. I'm positive. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm down the middle. I I hope it you know delivers right. But I knowing its origins and knowing that it hasn't really been touched to make theatrical release, very interesting. Uh, I did notice there's the scenes where they had like the bug mobile or whatever. Like there's like the references to the original Blue Beetles in in this, like the like the spandex mm. suits, like two of them. I'm like. What, there's a scare, but apparently there was like an old superhero named Blue Beetle. So I'm interested to see how they tie these two things together, right? Because um, mm-hmm. it looked like what Batman '66 era, um, like kind of like Blue Beetle you know, layer. So mm-hmm. that the other rumor is that this character um, they're going to use this to incorporate it into the DCU with Peter Safran and James Gunn's vision because there are so few references to the larger DCEU um, in this. So. Um, it may not be the first movie in Gods and Monsters, but I will definitely say it falls under the monster spectrum of the of the title going forward for sure. Yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll yeah. keep a, we'll keep an eye out. Yeah, well, that's our DC news for this week. Um, uh, other than those Zack Snyder fans trying to drive into the Warner Brothers lot this morning <laughs> or this weekend, um, but that's that's for another time. Uh, last weekend we watched the Secret Invasion trailer live on the show mm-hmm. because it just debuted. But apparently, I've gone back and rewatched this. There are a couple things. The trailer um, in this indicates that Fury, Nick Fury, is blamed for something because uh, Don Shield says you're like the most wanted man in the world. Like when he left, he wasn't right. Like he, he kind of like what what we know about it's, him. He was like driving hard, around. Yeah, it's hard for me to track with Fury because I almost feel like he's always in trouble for something. Yeah, Every absolutely. incarnation of his character that has been on screen. So I'm, I just assumed like, oh yeah, I yeah. forgot. I almost like, oh, I forgot he was in trouble, but. Yeah, I guess I wasn't keeping track of it. Yeah, because he was wanted uh, at the end of Winter Soldier, uh, but um, in in Spider Man No or Far From Home, you know the the scroll versions were still around and they were they were kind of acting publicly a little bit. But uh, some other things were like there seems to be the first shots of a super scroll in this trailer as well, using non organic transformation material. Um, so it sounds like maybe they're introducing the idea of, of a super scroll who can do more than just one power or shape shift in this. So. That would be very, very interesting to to, to do in, in the show at the end of the day, right? Because he's normally a Fantastic Four villain, but I would love to to see what they do with do with that character in the MCU, as long as they don't kill him off by the end, right? That's a big Marvel issue. They like to kill their villains off pretty quickly, even though they're cool. So, 
uh, we'll, we'll cross our fingers for that, but you can check out that trailer uh, in our in our show notes as well. The uh, not a trailer, but actually something else that we we always we've always been excited for for the past what um, nine years now, Mike, is the Guardians of the Galaxy awesome mix. Right when James Gunn mm-hmm. brings out the music, what are we excited for? I still have you know the the volume one playlist. I have the volume two playlist. I've beat those to death over those years. They they came out, and now this week James Gunn has revealed volume three um and you can see all the songs here um yeah there are some from the trailer like in the meantime by space hog and since you've been gone by rainbow there are a lot of songs in here i've never heard before in my entire life uh so it seems to be a very more eclectic um soundtrack at the at the end of the day right yeah well you know the zune brings diversity when yes. it comes to uh playlists yeah i still need to check this out man between this and the and the mario score uh, soundtrack yeah. we got a little bit to listen to here this yes summer. i will say the cool part about this is mike and um is the very last song on the soundtrack is the come and get your love by redbone which is actually on the first movie so i it, it gives me hope in this full circle right of mm-hmm. of, of guardian 3 um wrapping this thing up i tried to listen to it a couple times but you know it, I, there's a new fallout no, boy I, album this week and you know where <laughs> my, my head's at i mean you make a good point this is going to be maybe one of the very few marvel movies that we've seen that is actually trying to wrap up a story right as opposed to like a bigger avengers movie right that's trying Mm -hmm. to close out like a big chapter like we haven't really i've seen the you know the little infographs or the little collages that people post online like oh which marvel trilogy is your favorite and you look at them and you're just like well yeah those are kind of trilogies if you put them next to each other but I mean, like, is Captain America: Civil War really the end of the Cap trilogy? No, not really. Uh, maybe there's an argument for the three Spider-Man. I'd say Spider-Man feels like the most because, like, it wraps up what we what we knew as Spider-Man while it puts him on a new path, right? Like, yeah. I feel like that that's the closest, and this will be the the second to do. Yeah. Do so something. this this feels like we're actually going for some finality, which I think will be very cathartic in the theater. Oh, absolutely! Very, very excited that. Also, with that, tickets are on sale. I bought my tickets on Monday. I had to buy five uh, because everyone wants to go see this as first possible. Mm-hmm. So um, the AMC did announce there is a three movie marathon the day before this comes out. So if you're willing to sit in the theaters or maybe just show up for the last movie, and watch Guardians 1, 2, and 3, uh, you can do that at um, your local AMC theater starting on, I believe, uh, May 4th. Well, maybe it's May 4th. Maybe it's the, the day of. Um, no, it's not. It's not the pre, the big one. So either way, this is like uh, they said, like how many, like seven something hours or or nine something hours. I forget what it is. It's it's a long time. But me and Mike, the first time I ever came out to California to visit Mike, we sat through an Iron Man marathon, which was one, two, I mean one, Iron Man two, Avengers, and Iron. We watched Iron Man three a day early, and I will never ever ever do that again. That was <laughs> that was awful. Uh, it was it was a fun time, but like at the same time, you're just like by the time like you're done in the theater, like I am sick and tired of this fucking place. Like I yeah. just, just want to get out of here. Too, it's too much. It's easier to do at home, right? When you yeah. have the freedom to get up and you know move around and go yeah. do the dishes if you need to. Yeah, you you've seen the first two movies, obviously, right? Like hopefully, and by this point, like you can watch them like in the background because you've seen them so many times over the years. So no, it would be, no, it would be amazing. And I'm going to talk about kind of like uh, mashups and highlight reels more when we get into the star Wars section, but you know what? Just uh, have like an editor at their studio, just put together like an awesome, like 30 minute, like recap 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that I can sit down in the theater because that's what I do at home anyway before I go to the movie. You know, I pull up like a YouTube recap so I can kind of Does... get back into the feel and vibe of it. Just do that officially and put it in front of my eyes and just put like maybe an awesome I... like soundtrack underneath it. You know, just get the feels going. I tell you what, maybe that could help with Mar- Marvel movies going forward, right? A previously on or, or previously in Marvel. Yes. And it literally just highlights the point. Like, it's not 30 minutes. Maybe it's like, you know, a couple minutes long, right? But it's like highlights the important parts from the movies that you should have watched that dictate this next story. Um, yes. b- because they're becoming literally, like you mentioned, episodic. They are literally mm-hmm. t- little little clips of a longer series. So maybe maybe that's the solution we need. Yes. Kind of go But absolutely forward. stay tuned. Because I have an awesome idea when it comes to that, when it comes to when it comes to Star Wars. So, okay. Uh, All right, we're gonna work worry. towards we're Star Wars. Soon, folks. We are getting towards Star Wars. We are going to talk about across the Spider Verse. We got our first a story trailer for this one, and we got two versions of this. Um, there is a international version, which includes live action intro. So this is the the Toby, Tom, and um, Andrew intro that we we heard rumors about, right? Um, this international, but the new, um, I guess, the domestic trailer actually shows more of Miles' family and introduces to the spot in a humorous bodega scene as well, where the bread falls through him, which is, I think, hilarious to no extent. Um, but what was really cool about this, Mike, and we know about this movie, is the lobby now, right? Quote unquote, the lobby, where all the spider people coexist or are crossing through their timelines. And um, if you want Easter eggs, this is another point where you're going to have to be zooming in on these trailers to see who's who in the Spider-Man universe. Um, We get to see some cool stuff. It seems like the entire Spider-Verse is out to stop Miles from doing something, right? Sounds like he's got to save somebody. Trailer maybe teases his dad dying or save the multiverse as a whole. We don't know. But boy, does this feel like a good movie at the end of the day. Yeah, it's just it, it, it's almost like a shame because we have so much Star Wars stuff to talk yeah. about. And this happened last time too when the trailer for the new TMNT movie animated one came out. But then there mm-hmm. was other bigger news to talk about too of just like uh, I mean it, that's just the release schedule yeah. when it comes to trailers, no big deal. But yeah, this was awesome. This was an awesome beginning of the week for me. Um, I love what they're doing with um, Oscar Isaac and uh, Miguel's character. I've seen lots yeah. of side by sides of the character post-credit scene and this one he's like so beefed and jacked now and every time they animate him they show him like crawling almost like a gorilla or whatever and i think that's really cool because that's what you get out of animated films that you can't do in live action right because if you had a character like that you would just be like what's wrong with this person why are they crawling around like a lion or a beast or whatever but it works in animation because you can get away with stretching the imagination reality and it just looks so cool and it's a great way to kind of code him as, like, the villain. Like, I don't think necessarily, ultimately, he's the big baddie of the film. I you think he's yeah. just doing what he thinks is right. And then we'll see a bigger villain materialize at some point in time. Then Miguel will be on their side. But, like, everything's just looking so great. There's tons of jokes in this trailer. I love the, oh, the final shot in the therapy session. Oh, yeah. And they all burst in through the right side of the screen. There's a funny. spider horse in that trailer as well. If you look, there's a horse with a Spider-Man mm-hmm. mask on when he's bursting through. Um, right. So part of this is I, I, um, Miguel confirms there's Earth 199999. That's the MCU's Earth because he's referring to Doctor Strange and Spider-Man um, No Way Home. And then also I really, really enjoyed he's like, sp- uh, get Spider-Man and everyone does the pointing meme for like in this yeah. entire lobby. And I'm like, 
that's pretty good. I, I like the pointing I, meme reference, but I think that's got to be the end of the pointing meme, though, right? You know, yeah. uh, the, the, no more. We, we've exhausted it. I think it works because if if you like any joke, the best way to do it is you escalate it every single time. There's no way you beat this. This is it. Yeah. Meme. Yeah, yeah. You can't top. This it, is so every Spider-Man re- pointing at everybody else at the same time. Yeah. You you got to yeah. retire it. it yeah. It's good to go. I think there's a high probability that we see Madam Web. If not in this one, in the next final chapter of the movie, because the actress that's supposed to be playing the the live action equivalent of Madame Web, Dakota possibly um, yeah. Sydney Sweeney from um, Oh, she's not Madame uh, Web. She's Spider Woman. Oh, is it Spider Woman? I thought she was Madame Web. No, no, she's in Madame Madame Web, but as um, Dakota Johnson is actually Madame Web. Damn it, Sony! I can't keep track. Of yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> we, there, there, there's like it seems like Sony is willing to connect all their universes, right? Like every Spider character is on the table here, so of course yeah. we're all excited. We're gonna see this movie now. Is there a chance that this makes as much money as Super Mario? No. I would love it. I think <laughs> it, the probability is low, but who knows? I, I mean, it, they did play this many? and Turtles before my Mario screening. I don't know about you, yeah, but it, same, they, so same. I'm like, kids saw this. They they know kids saw this, uh, mm-hmm. and um, to me, it's just gonna be funny because all these sarcastic, mouthy Peter Parkers all in the same place at the same time is just gonna be a lot of good jokes. I think at, at the end of it, so. Um, yeah, check out that trailer in here. Let us know what you think. That's, that's a fun uh, Both links are in the show notes, by the way, international and regular. Uh, Extraction 2, uh, the Chris Hemsworth movie for Netflix, got a, a trailer, its first trailer today. And they do confirm, thankfully, it's the first one, he was technically clinically dead after being shot in the neck and then being underwater for yeah. God knows how yeah. long. Uh, I I feel like a little clarification because probably most people listening did not watch the first extraction and I don't, I don't blame you. This one was a, was it uh, Russo bros produced, right? One of them wrote it. One, one of the brothers wrote the script is what it was. Yeah. They had a little bit more direct stank on it than some of the other stuff that they've done that I think have landed uh, elsewhere. Uh, but I think we we talked about it previously, yeah. and we were like, "Oh yeah, this is like kind of like Call of Duty the movie, yeah. uh, where they've just like really kind of ramped up the action." There's a great like oneer shot, right, where the camera never cuts. I think like halfway through the movie that we yeah. really liked. But it, I think it, we kind of we both arrived with the idea of like it was fine, you yeah. know. <laughs> it, it was a, it was a it was an early pandemic movie, right? Like right when everything was locking down. I think it was like April. April 2020, is that right? Sound mm-hmm. right? And you know, Chris Hemsworth is an action guy, great. But like, again, the plot was very like this is a this would be a great video game. Like I see this being yeah. a video. So at the end, he pulls off obviously he's unkillable kind of kind of motive. Yeah. Uh, but like this one, at least they acknowledge it, right? I, I think that's the important part rather than yeah. just like you know every John Wick movie he just gets back and he just gets up and <laughs> keeps going. But like, yeah, just. It's fine. Go watch the just go watch the final shot from this trailer. It's yeah. it'll sell you. Like he's on top of a train with like uh like one of those gigantic like Gatling guns and yeah. he's like shooting down a helicopter. It's yeah. it's truly amazing. I mean like I feel like you put those things together in like in a different like creator's hand and maybe it looks like cheesy or it, not cool, but it it's pretty. So, yeah, the first one is very much set and I believe in like the 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 mid Middle Eastern a uh, Middle Eastern country, right? Like trying to get out of like, or um, like or I thought it was maybe like India, but I don't quite remember. Yeah, well, it's so, somewhere over there. It, it all looks the same. Um, but this one seems to be like there's a big fight. Like it looks like a gulag, right? Early on, like a snow level and stuff. So 
it looks like that he might be going to more locales on on his mm-hmm. way, on his way for an extraction as well so and to, um, and to defend you there momentarily chris it all looks the same because most um most western movie studios film everything in the middle yeah. part of the globe with it, that yellow tint yeah <laughs> and they always shoot kind of in the same kind of back alley so it, a lot of us americans cannot determine the differences of locations over it, there and, the, it, yeah, the action it's, is like it's, it's kind in, of it kind of sucks. Like they're indoor, like the camera's moving quickly indoors. There's some cars running. Like you don't get really a sense of where it is because if it's if it's a made up country, it could very well be a made up country or region. Yeah, of that's a, of a yeah. Thing. We do like to do that in movies. We like to yeah. just invent uh, Middle Eastern countries so we don't offend. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. Any sensibilities, but um, yes, we do acknowledge there are differences between Absolutely. India and the Middle East and Pakistan and all those different things. Yeah, it, <laughs> they just don't they just don't put those on film very often over here. So yeah, uh, but that's on Netflix. You can go watch that anytime you want. This next one's coming up. Um, did I have a release date? And I apologize for not putting that in here because I always try to put it. June sixteenth. June sixteenth. So um, I'll put that in the notes. That way you guys know June sixteenth, twenty twenty three on Netflix. So this is I think a, a really good Netflix movie. Um yeah, I haven't watched all of it, but I think this will be a good one. So Alright, now we're into the uh meat and blue milk of oh the podcast, my Mike. I, I I just scrolled down. And I was like, yeah. oh my god, we have so much Star Wars. I would, I would, like, I don't normally put notes together, you know, several days early, but I, I, this document started literally on Monday and has just been growing <laughs> and growing and growing. Um, you know, taking out rumors, replacing with facts, so on and so forth. So first and foremost, like, anyway, Star Wars Celebration Europe is happening. It started Friday morning, like in Europe, they're like five hours um, ahead of us. And so they, even they went. They went hard at it. This is a whole yeah. weekend thing, but they gave us all the juicy tidbits before the, yes. the weekly news cycle ended. Right? We got to get this all out on Friday because yeah. not as many people are going to be in front of their computers over the For, weekend. Yeah, it's Easter. We got to do this now. So they they hit hard, and the first thing and, and foremost that they have that they released, we have a screenshot from the panel, is that there is now a new official Star Wars timeline released of different areas, and there's what six, seven, eight, nine, ten, or Nine. Nine eras that they're going to focus on. And I will say two things. One, these icons are shit because I can't tell the difference between any of them. Right? Um, <laughs> the the New Republic, the Jedi Order, uh, the Old Republic all look the same. The Fall of the Jedi and Reign of the Empire are just inverse colors of each other. So, like, it really... It really is When you look at it, it's awful to tell them apart. So, I, I have to fault them for that. However... This helps out tremendously for Mike because he now knows where things are. Yes. Uh, in terms of timelines. But and and for like some context as well, there were two new icons added because yeah. this this timeline actually did exist because I had to do a little bit of searching because I was trying to find like some higher res version of these icons. And yeah. luckily Chris, you helped me out with somebody's uh, fan version of it yeah. that you found online. Uh, but uh, these two icons at the at the front and the back of it did not exist before this presentation, and that's the Dawn of the Jedi and the, the New Order. New Jedi Order. Uh, so they, those are both yeah. Jedi, ironically, both Jedi Incorporated, which means lightsabers galore might coming up for you in the, yes. in the future. Um, but, but the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway I think from this timeline is, Mike, is there is no mention of Skywalkers anywhere in this goddamn timeline. They have, I think, officially stepped away from the Skywalker name, and that story arc, uh, in terms of how they're 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 differentiating the timelines in Star Wars going forward. Yeah, I mean, like that's that is the unfortunate thing, right? I mean, and I feel like we've talked this to death, right? But like that first order icon right there, 
I just have very little enjoyment of the things that happen behind that icon, yeah. right? But it is kind of nice to see a visual line of everything. You know, I can kind of internalize the different events that have happened behind yeah. each little symbol, and there's things that I liked and there's things that I hated. So, so at least I can organize my thoughts a little yes. bit better. And I have <laughs> done the duty of every bullet point today in Star Wars has a brackets of which era this takes place in for mike's uh, knowledge perfect this, I, this, this is a great this is a great segue chris right because this is the whole idea i was talking about right you know if the marvel movies are one big series where you need recaps i can't imagine anything in more of a need of that than star wars right uh, and i was pitching this idea to chris uh, over the weekend and i think it's great you get a little taste of this, and they do this at the beginning of Marvel movies, right? When they show the Marvel logo, and in between the letters on the sides, you get little clips yeah. of the movies. And uh, somewhat more recently, they've been tailoring those clips to the movie that you're about to watch, right? They're trying to hype you up for you know the next Black Panther movie yeah. you're about to watch. So here's clips from the pre previous like Black Panther installments or other places that you have seen T'Challa across the universe. I want to see that expanded a little bit more right for star wars like every time i open up a new episode of star wars right or every time i sit down for a new star wars movie i need a reel of clips from that era right that grounds me in the timeline because we are all over the place man yeah. look at all these icons you could be dropping the so many different timelines of star wars i cannot get my bearings Mandalorian is on season three, and we're almost wrapping up season three of The Mandalorian, I, and I constantly forget where we are in the timeline. I'm like, well, are we before yeah. the Death Star, after the Death Star? I keep forgetting, and it's driving me crazy. So if there was just, even if it was just like 10 seconds of clips, I'm not even talking a lot. I'm not talking like, oh, well, previously on the Star Wars universe, and then I get like 60 seconds of, like, just give me something that's like show me iconic clips that anchors me into this world a little bit more and i think that would be great there, there, there's definitely a way to do it i just think their naming convention doesn't help anybody either if i said mike we're in the old republic we're like well is that the high republic or is that the new republic and yeah, like well or yeah. even if i do know what the old republic is right yeah does the high republic come before or after right it? yeah their, right? their naming you know? convention is just it's not quite there yet but it seems they're working on it a little bit, and maybe, you know, yeah. knock on wood, we can get there. Because, like, there's the First Order and the Jedi Order. Okay, well, are there they the same been thing? An attempt. <laughs> yeah, so it, it seems like they're at least doing that. And I think, you know, we're going to talk about these, you know, I'll, I'll just go through the names here. Dawn of the Jedi, the Old Republic, the High Republic, Fall of the Jedi, Reign of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, which there's some overlap in those two, the New Republic, Rise of the First Order, New Jedi Order. These all are, are very interesting, but the stories we're going to talk about, the announcements going forward, seem to be doing a a past a present and future approach which doesn't help anybody when you don't know where those are at the moment right yeah, so i am pulling this little icon sheet yep. down i'm going to put it at the bottom of my screen so yes, we can talk we about through the i can put them where they need to yeah. go so All right, the good. new the new one is dawn of the jedi and the new jedi order as mike mentioned so these are seem to be timelines that lucasfilm wants to explore which they've not touched on so mm -hmm. um, those are going to come up pretty pretty quickly here but let's go in and talk about i think the most important trailer reveal the only i think the only trailer actually out of this weekend that that we got and that was the ahsoka trailer and this is set in the New Republic for those who want to follow along at home with their timeline uh, release. So this is literally during the Mandalorian, right? This picks up. We saw we've seen Ahsoka in Mando season two and a book of Boba Fett. Um, so this trailer literally is bringing, uh, written and directed by Dave Filoni, is bringing his Rebels 
characters into live action and setting us for the return and I guess debut of live action Admiral Thrawn, one of the biggest threats ever in Star Wars Legends and the uh, the, the newer expanded universe from, yes. from Star Wars. As as Weird Al would say, Chris, talk nerdy to me. Yes. Explain to me what's going on. So you're so this show is rooted in the new Republic icon, yes. which is third from the end, and the new Republic icon is also where Mandalorian resides. Yes, this right? this this coincides. Um, the Mandalorian series will pick up. This will pick up from her appearance in the Mandalorian. Yes, yeah. but now confirm with me since this is very uh, rooted in the Rebels, Rebels TV show. Where what icon does Rebels fall under? Rebels would be under Age of Rebellion. Um, okay, that makes like, Rebels it, Rebellion. If, okay, at least I can kind of make the in, in our show notes. I've actually included where the st- the shows exist um, mm-hmm. in the parentheses uh, around like Age of Rebellion is Andor, Star Wars Rebels, Rogue One, and the original trilogy, and you can view that in in our show notes as well. Uh, Excellent. So yes, so we get to see the live action uh, first live action appearances of uh, Sabine Wren, uh, who was a lead character in in Star Wars. Uh, Rebels, Hera Syndulla, confirmed to be played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, the wife of Obi-Wan Kenobi herself. Um, and we get the introduction of new dark side users, Balin and Shin. And I want to talk about okay. these two characters a little bit, Mike. Because I'm, I'm glad to know that they're new because yes. I was like, who are these people? So this is a problem, a potential problem that I foresee with this series, right? It's heavily rooted in Dave Filoni's animated work uh, that I would say maybe had less eyeballs on it than Clone Wars, right? I mean... I think Chris, you could probably safely say that Clone Wars is more popular than Rebels. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Clone Wars definitely had a lot more years behind it, and then Rebels only came about after Disney bought them. But Rebels again has had a following. Um, I would say it's similar to like watching The Legend of Korra after watching Avatar. Right? They're one. They the characters carry over, storylines carry over, but gotcha. like you know, yeah. they're different. I guess people watching them sometimes. So yes. And after, after I watched this trailer, I went on YouTube and I was like, I want to look for like a rebels recap. Right. I just kind of want to speed run this, right. Just get familiar with the plot and the characters super quick. And weirdly enough, there, there must not be a lot of demand for it. Cause I could only find like an official recap from star Wars for the first three seasons. And then I had to kind of watch some trailers for season four and patch some stuff together. And I found some like kind of really low effort, like, um, descriptions and explainers for like the final episode so no one out there yet has kind of done like a big omnibus like uh, yeah. reflection on the Rebel show as a whole so I'm just like well someone's got to get on it someone's got to get on top yeah. of this now because we're about to get a whole premium live action series leading into Rebels so yeah. I feel like I kind of got my feet wet a little bit I kind yeah, of understand it, where they're at it, um, yeah absolutely so uh, you know these are characters who, who are fighting against um you know, the empire on a planet called Lothal and, you know, introducing a previous, um, Padawan, um, voiced by Freddie Prince Jr. I can't think of his name, Kanan Jarrus. And then, um, his, his trainee, who's the main character, this Ezra Bridger, uh, who are in all these other psychic, they're now coming to life in, in Ahsoka. Cause she, she made her return from Clone Wars in this show. And then come to find the big villain at the end of this was Admiral Thrawn, who was known from his, you know, Again, Star Wars Legends appearances, the Thrawn trilogy. But these new characters, I just want to point out here. So we get to see um, uh, actor Ray Stevenson, the Punisher himself, as Balin, and then the character Shin. So it's cool in this trailer because Balin looks a lot like Luke in Episode Six, right? Return of the Jedi. He's got the cloak on. He's like doing the single blocks with his black 
suit. But she, Shin, has a Padawan braid in her hair in that trailer as well. So I think these are, you know, not necessarily Sith, but like dark Jedi that have turned over the years, right? In, in, in turn. Um, because their lightsabers are also not red. They're orange red. And did you did you catch that color ish? I, I, I actually didn't catch it. I don't maybe it's just yeah. maybe is it just the color correction or are they trying to like actually differentiate them a little bit? I think they're trying to differentiate them. Like they're not fully Sith. Like the Sith get the, the red lightsabers and there's only only two Sith. So these might be picking up, you know, like now that there's a, a power vacuum, they may be trying to, you know, use the dark side for, for other purposes. But yeah. these are very much orange red blades in, in instead of the red blades. So yeah, I'd 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 love the idea of the, you know, yeah, they are a little orange, aren't they? Yeah. I'd love the idea of kind of like the villains evolving a little bit. Like we almost got a little bit of that in the newer trilogy of Star Wars, right? Where Kylo was thinking about taking things in a different direction, but they've all just kind of seen like boilerplate like mm-hmm. evil and they kind of followed the same rules. But like the rules are almost kind of a little silly when you think about them too. Like, oh, there can only be like... What's the rules with, like, the, the only Sith? Two, the, a master and an apprentice always. That's, that's what they are. Yeah, it's just, like, I feel like if you if you want to win this fight, maybe expand the numbers yeah. a little bit more. So, well, uh, I, that, that rule originally came around because all the all the Sith were so evil, they were just trying to kill each other all the time. So they're like, well, now we're just going to get down to two because then, you know, I always know who's the one's trying to kill me. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I think, you know, um, I was talking with a listener to the show, Patrick, about Star Wars, right? Um, and, and the, you know, I, we're not going to get into the Mandalorian today, but I think the problem with the season is, is lacks of villain, right? There's no, it's just telling a story, but there's no villain in the Mandalorian season three right now, right? Like wh- wh- who's, who's the evil part? This trailer gives us one, one pair of villains right away and mentions a third villain coming. I'm like, you need antagonists to make a show, um, you know, work and operate and move forward. Now we have antagonist in this trailer and i think that's a fantastic you know acknowledgement going forward like we know who the bad guys are and who we're going to be see you know who we're going to be rooting for and against throughout the show yes for this and ultimately this new republic kind of section that this exists in is going to ladder up to a bigger event which we'll yeah. talk about here in a little bit so yeah, yeah is it, it could be thrawn we'll, we'll see yeah so um car- uh, actor lars mickelson uh will uh, the brother of Mads Mikkelsen, by the way, for those who are confused, uh, he did the voice. He voiced the character Thrawn in the cartoon Rebels, and he will play the live-action version as well in the upcoming show. Um, oh, cool! They showed a as him in motion in the um, in the uh, at, at the thing. And I'm not going to put it in here because it will be taken down. But I'm going to send you a photo, Mike, of like literally the look they're going for in this. Yeah, so, we, oh, I see. Yeah, because we only saw the back of his head, but. Yeah. yeah, that I mean, just imagine like a dude with the receding hairline, blue skin and red eyes. Like like a blue Elon exactly Musk what is what doing. people said. But uh, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, <laughs> but but also looking at you know cams in motion from a from an event that you're not supposed to take photos at. It's not a good representation. But mm. he's he's blue skinned, black hair, red eyes. Like that's thrown through and through. So very excited to to have that. Um, David Tennant, the Purple Man himself, will voice the droid in the show. Uh, so. Um, there's a droid, I think, in the trailer uh, later on that was coming to be David Tennant's voice, and it's coming August of this year, Mike, 2023, late summer, which is fantastic. So, um, Ahsoka's exciting. I'm I'm excited to get back into this. Uh, one of the things I think, you know, again, not 
I, I don't want to beat on the Mandalorian because the show is not done, but one of the things that, that has issues with is I don't think the writer, um, John Favreau, he's writing something big, but it's not focused. And Dave Filoni always writes something very focused, right? And yeah. I, I, I'm excited it, for him to get behind the scripts again and, and see some of his work. Yeah, It almost just seems like Favreau is just like, I have a million projects happening yeah. right now. I need you to carve out 20 minutes in my calendar so I can write the next yeah. episode, right? And it's just like he's very talented, so he can at least give make something serviceable, right, yeah. in that like kind of 20-minute break. But it's like you need at least a couple of he, days to polish this up. Well, he I, I don't think he has the long vision that, that Filoni – Filoni's always played a long game in his shows, right? The mm-hmm. you know, Clone Wars, Rebels. So I think – he for like he's doing like the one offs, but he's not doing the long game. But we'll talk about the long game for the Mandalorian here here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Also set in the New Republic era, Mike is the show The Skeleton Crew that we, we we've kind of been talked about with Jude Law and a bunch of kids playing the roles. Uh, so we got some images from from the panel here. They're not official. They're little bitty images. Um, actually, uh, showing Jude Law and the cast, and that one in the brown overalls in the middle. I need to find the better, the bigger photo is actually, I believe, playing a um, uh, an alien that's mo- a mocap suit for them in this. Yeah, even with the little tiny uh, postage stamp that uh, that was there first, uh, I was like, yeah, something, something's on that kid's face. Something yeah. non-human's going on there. Yeah, absolutely. So, so he is going to be, um, you know, playing an alien. Um, let me see if I can pull up the the regular. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix this. Uh, real fast while while we're live. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's you know it's fun to 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 I guess uh, know that they're gonna be having their, their links updated. Like I guess not just normal human kids. There will be some alien kids in here. One of them looks like a Cyclops Storm mix with like a an eye band on, kind of like uh, Jordy LaForge from Star Trek with like bleach white hair. Oh and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, also Jude Law is confirmed to be a Jedi in the show, Mike. So. He will probably be packing a lightsaber at some point. We don't know okay, what's Jedi. And that's happening in the New, New Republic. Republic, yeah. which is that happened With Ahsoka and Mando. Oh, just after it. Well, the same. it's the same as Ahsoka and Mando. So it's in the same time frame as... Oh, okay, yeah, because... Yeah, okay, I was thinking of the HC. Yep. Even this yeah. timeline... <laughs> Yeah. Is not totally getting yeah. me there, but it is helping. Yes. So, real quick, the synopsis on Skeleton Crew, this journey of four kids who make a mysterious discovery on their seemingly safe home planet, then get lost in a strange and dangerous galaxy. Finding their way home and meeting unlikely allies and enemies will be a greater adventure than they ever imagined. So, it sounds like a kid show, Mike, at the end of the day. Um, focus for kids on kids, but maybe some adult themes in here as well. It reminds me of Goonies. Like, looking at the picture, I'm like, this yeah. feels like Goonies in well, space. Well, it's... Um... It's uh, John Watts, right? The the director yes. of Spider-Man. I, there was a tidbit. I don't know if it came out of the conference, but um, John Watts was just talking to John Favreau on the set of one of the Spider-Man movies. And he was just like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if there was like a Star Wars story that like kind of followed like a group of kids? Yeah. And then John Favreau was just like, all right, <laughs> like game on, let's do it. And yeah. like that's kind of the origin of it. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah, absolutely. And, and the fact that the... You know, again, obviously, there's a there's a big emphasis on the Jedi. Uh, having another Jedi in this is very, very interesting. I, I did not expect him to be one, if I'm going to be completely honest. So, um, yeah, Skeleton Crew, no release date. They are working on this. This is a fun, fun show. Looks ahead. Also, um, oh, hold on a second. I, I put this in wrong. This is this is this is the wrong one. This is Age of Rebellion here, Mike. So we're going to talk about Star Wars Jedi Survivors in the Age of Rebellion. You know where that is. 
no, no, no telling where the Age of Rebellion is in this. Oh, sorry, my microphone was on mute, and oh. I was like passionately trying to figure. You're, this you're out. good. So, Age of Rebellion. Uh, we'll pick back up where 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 we left off, and Mike was muted. So, Age of Rebellion. You do you see where that is in the? Yes, Age of Rebellion. It's right after uh, Reign of the Empire, so, which is that the classic Star Wars so, trilogy? Reign of the Empire. You, well, no, Age of Rebellion is the is the classic Star Wars trilogy. If you scroll up, you'll see oh, the, the shows there: Andor, Rebels, Rogue One, uh, all at the same time. So, um, so Star Wars Jedi Survivor is the game coming out, the sequel to, um, uh, I forget what the last one was even called, Star Wars, Survi- no, not Survivor, uh, but either way, it's the one with Cal Kestis <laughs> as the main character. We it's, can't even keep track of the yeah. titles of, I can't remember yeah. the new trilogy title, something Skywalker. Ri- Rise Jedi. of Skywalker, yeah. Oh uh, last Jedi, yeah, the last Skywalker, the Rise of Jedi, it's all the is same. Is this right? how my mom feels when she yeah. looks at the MCU? Like, yeah. like I can like decipher it like clear as day, and she's like, I don't understand this. Look, like, anything beyond two movies, I think, <laughs> this is how normal people look look at it. So, um, but this gameplay, the Souls like game, it, it is coming out um, August uh, April twenty eighth, and the final gameplay trailer was released this weekend. Not a lot of gameplay play in the trailer, but it's still obviously. Uh, you start the game with all the powers you got at the end of the last game. You don't have to relearn all your force powers again, thankfully. Um, takes place, I believe, five years into the future after the last game. So that's that's even more fun. So I'm really excited to see the, the, what they're covering in this and how this plays off in, into the bigger um, bigger universe. One of the cool parts, though, and this was always something I always loved about Star Wars. You know how Jedi have different fighting styles that they they. they practice and master right mm-hmm. there's like seven he actually can choose different fighting styles that he's learned uh in his time over the years so you actually have like a one that's better for being quick one that's better for defense one that's oh, you know, balanced yeah. so that's pretty fun they they kind of had something uh similar in uh ghosts of Tsushima, where you could kind of take on different stances yeah depending on uh kind of what villain you were going up against so that's pretty cool yeah yeah absolutely and obviously the the lightsaber battles mike oh so many lightsabers in there building your own it's gonna be so so fun. Okay, so let's get into three Star Wars movie announcements. Ooh, did people think we were getting movie announcements this weekend? We did. We, we talked about it before, but I did not expect these three movies, Mike. So, out of out of the blue, we have essentially Star Wars Episode Ten is what I'm going to call it. Um, and it may not be Episode Ten; it may be a different title. But this is a movie set in the New Jedi Order, one of the new timelines created for they're unveiled for at star wars celebration if you read from left to right to the very 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 right of the timeline that we've been discussing yes this is set 15 years after the rise of skywalker and will feature daisy ridley as ray returning to train new jedi in this movie the point of this is um that she is set to correct luke's mistakes in bringing the jedi back and set up a new jedi order going forward for us yeah, and um and who's directing this one again i'm uh, trying to remember charmine obayad shinoi she was miss Mar- the director for miss marvel the, the yeah show. that's right yeah because they brought three directors up on stage and i was trying to remember yes. who was attributed to this one i mean the i mean <laughs> this is it's hard not to talk about the things i don't like about star wars when it comes yep. to like this movie going forward but it does highlight i think a lot of issues that they have to solve in general right of just like how many times is like the battle between good and evil or like the good guys and the bad guys going to ebb and flow, right? You know, theoretically, 
in the last movie, we saw all evil die in front of us, right? The the all the known evil. <laughs> yeah, well, well, surprise! The emperor has returned. Surprise! Another bad guy has returned, yeah. right? We we saw them all die. The whole universe came together to save the whole galaxy, right? So I'm just like, how does a new villain kind of like pop back up? Like I feel like almost like we're kind of mentally primed for this kind of ebb and flow in like superhero movies, right? Because we, we get it. Superheroes are always fighting villains. They crop up from different parts of the galaxy, but they're always like at least visually unique or distinct or different or have different goals where in star Wars, it's just always been some version there, of the empire. Right? There is um, a, a story set, I guess, late nineties, early two thousands that, um, bring these uh aliens from the like i guess outside the outer rim they're force uh, insensitive like you cannot use force powers on them um and they come in kind of like the borg from star trek really like they're not mechanical but they're like organic creatures who yeah. are, are force resistant and they come and try to take over the galaxy and there's a whole series of novels dedicated to you know um luke and 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 han and leia and their kids like trying to fight off these force insensitive creatures yeah. i think that's an opportunity you could bring for yeah, like, we yeah, we've talked about it before, and it does make sense. And if you are to establish that maybe in the new Jedi Order timeline, you could at least contrive, like, a reasoning of, like, oh, maybe they see, like, a power vacuum. Maybe they have their own kind of, like, spidey sense in a way, like the Jedi do of, oh, yeah. they feel like a great disturbance in the, you know, in the yeah. hierarchy of that galaxy, so now it's time to move in, which makes sense why we haven't seen them for all of these, like, you know, years. Yeah. So that could be a way to do it too, but yeah, you, they, they this is this has got to be their opportunity to just like move forward, right? Because right. The, the original, the it's not nothing's original anymore. Yeah. But the original newer trilogy that Daisy was in was just all rehashing old characters and old stories and old ideas. So at least I can be excited. It's just a clear runway in front there. of them. There is nothing to stop them. All of our old characters that we love are dead and in the ground, yeah. right? Nothing can stop. There's nothing in their way. There's no, uh, since all of those books and stuff aren't canon anymore, nothing can pull them down. I, so I, I'm hoping that there's some vision here. Well, I think that's the thing. I While I appreciate this, right, moving 15 years forward, kind of clears the slate a little bit, right, if you will. Um, like anyone of human aging is, is gone. Right. I don't know about alien aging. Um, and moving forward, we need a very, like you mentioned a, an evil force. It doesn't have to be force users, right? I, we got to figure out what the evilness is in this new Jedi order. But at the same time, there are going to be multiple films in this, right? If there's an episode 10, 11, 12, what is, what is the end goal? And can you hopefully have a, a see-through plan, right? Like that, like that we don't see it. We don't have to know what it is, but like you've planned out the next three movies you know what you're building towards and doing rather than again, having a, um, you know, sequel trilogy issue where all three movies don't line up with each other because nobody was really, yeah. everyone running the ship was different people. Right. At the if same Ka time. If Kathleen Kennedy is the super producer that can do anything that she believes that she is. And people say that she is, this is her opportunity to, yeah. uh, kind of fix mistakes, re-strategize, and uh, move forward. I think this movie, or at least the announcement of the next three movies with, with, with her, will be her her swan song, if you will, right? She's been doing this for, what, 30, 40 years of, of producing movies, not just Star Wars, but overall in the producing world. Like, 
it is it, she needs to go out with a win if she's going to go on her own terms right and i think this is an opportunity for her to do that um right so if she's ever quits or leaves it's not because star wars she's been doing this for so goddamn long like she could like retire tomorrow and no one be like surprised because she's been in it for so long so i'm like if you're going to keep doing it you know try try to pull out your plot your best stuff before you go and leave on a really really good note and honestly, we're not too far off from kind of saying the same thing about um, Kevin, Kevin Feige, yeah. too. He, he's not been in that particular role as long as, uh, as Kathleen has been. Um, but, yeah, eventually all of these higher up, like, uh, architect puppet masters, they're human, right? Yeah. They can't be around forever. So, right. yeah, something's got to change. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, you want to go out on a good note. You don't want to be a Jeff Loeb. Nobody wants to do that. So <laughs> yeah. so there's an opportunity here. But yeah, Star Wars Episode Ten. there's no title for this yet, but they are working on this. And I can tell you the uh, the incels on the internet, Mike, were, were up in arms over, over Daisy of Ridley course. returning. But I don't care. Of I course. don't blame her for anything in those movies at all. I, I think yeah, she, exactly. she did a great job with what she was given. And I'm excited to see what that new story going forward is with her. The other movie, another movie that was announced, is uh, Star Wars The New Republic, which is actually titled the same as the era is in, thankfully. Thank uh, you. <laughs> so this is actually Dave Filoni's movie he's been wanting for so long, um, or at least has earned for so long, that will culminate the entire Mandalorian timeline in those Disney show, Plus shows, including Mandalorian, um, Ahsoka. I'm going to assume Skeleton Crew has something to do with this as well. Um book of boba fett this is what they're all working towards finally and i think this will cap them all off mike this will be the the end the ending and to use it again the swan song of the disney plus shows for star wars um in in this era if you will yeah exactly exactly i mean you can't keep pedro pascal you know on the roster i mean his career has absolutely exploded there's he could do anything and usually when people's careers explode right they want to move into a star wars or they want to move into like a marvel or whatever to get those big bucks but he's kind of already there right yeah. so he's got nothing but opportunity in front of him and also like you're on season three i mean for a streaming show i mean how many more do you expect to get right. so i guess i guess all of the the speculation around this right is like how many more do we have of everything, right? right. Do we get yeah. a second book of Boba Fett before this one goes to market? Do we get a fourth season of Mando? Um, or, you know, is th is this movie, would you kind of consider it the fifth season of Mando, you know, yeah. where it comes out? And how long is it going to take to get this well, movie in production? Yeah, we, we say Mandalorian, but I think that's because it's like the the best of the two shows that have come out, right? I, mm. To me, this is essentially Dave Filoni bringing his Clone Wars full circle, right? Like, there's going to be the Ahsoka cast, uh, probably everyone from Clone Wars, Rebels, Ahsoka. I think this is the villain, this is the Thrawn villain, right? This is like, you know, he will he will be a presence in the Ahsoka show, but he's not the villain at the end of it. Like, Or he comes back, and this movie is what has to bring him down. Because obviously these characters, we don't know about them in the, um, I guess, the sequel trilogy, right? That, that The... the First order is in charge there. So, so yeah. where are these during that time? And I think there's an opportunity yeah. to do this. Yeah, minor. I guess not minor. Uh, I guess this is spoilers for Rebels for sure. But um, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it now. <laughs> like right. it, it, it's all it's all out there. You know the characters that are alive and who aren't and everything. But th I, I I did see in my limited capacity of being able to go on YouTube. You know Ezra 
Pritchard, Pritchard right? Yes. Yep. Which uh, I always think I'm always trying to say like Ezra Miller. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Thrawn are like mysteriously catapulted into yes. space by uh, light speed like octopuses. Which well, they're whales. The, 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 the whales yeah. from the Mandalorian episode two where uh, Grogu's like sees them in, in the light speed. Those are the whales, the pergils. That actually, yes. you know, not the same ones that took Thrawn and Ezra to the Outer Rim, but they are the four sensitive light speed traveling whales yeah. that they use. So, and yeah. even though I didn't watch the series, I'm like, that is a cool way to kind yeah. of like end it, right? To kind of send your 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 main hero and main villain just into this mysterious part of the galaxy never to be heard from again. It's just like a, a fun yeah. little mystery, right? Because you end with your with your hero, Ezra. He has the arm up on him. It's not like Ezra is going to get his ass whooped in yeah. this mysterious part of the galaxy off camera, right? You know he's got the upper hand, which is um, – yeah. Which is great. So it yeah. does. I, I I feel like with the undertone of this possible like cloning arc that's been under a lot of Dave Filoni's stuff, right? You know, does the movie kind of culminate with uh, Thrawn? Is he the kind of one in charge, spearheading, trying that's been cloning the Emperor? You know, uh-huh. bringing him back. Is this well, are we finally going to get I, an explanation of like suddenly the Emperor returns and? We're gonna get backstory yeah. on that. I don't think I don't think Thrawn has done anything thus far. Um, I, I think they are still looking for him, but they're hearing he's making his way back. Right? Um, Galaxy is a big place. There's a lot of planets that we find out that are not on this registry, as as the shows have been telling us. But you know, this is saying there's an escalating war between the Imperials and the fledging New Republic. Well, the Imperials are technically remnants of the Empire, right? Not the New First Order. So I think this will kind of maybe kill off any. Um, references to the Empire, like that. The, you know, this is where the Empire officially is dead, and you know, maybe it picks up. You know, it doesn't pick up, but it just shows this is how the First Order gets started at the same time. But like, I, I'm, I'm excited for this, knowing that these shows have not an expiration date, but an end goal in mind, right? Like, you know, where are they all going finally? Who, who is this, and who is the person in charge? Our man, our man in the cowboy hat himself, Mike, Mister Dave Filoni. Uh, which gets me excited. <laughs> Him in that cowboy hat. What a, what an iconic look. On the yeah, stage great, with that, yeah. <laughs> great news for Filoni. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and great news for people who, you know, again, you know, uh, who, who want these shows to actually do something together rather than just, a, you know, one-off things. I think that's a, that's a great ending for all of them. Lastly, the other third movie that was announced is Star Wars The First Jedi. Ooh. And this is set this... during the other era on the, the the left hand side of the slide with the dawn of the jedi era. this is the most exciting thing that was announced uh this was this is the james mangold yes uh movie that was announced on screen the single best thing about this this is set twenty five thousand yes. years i think from i don't remember exactly what point in time that they said but it, it doesn't even it, matter because it, it's like it's 000... like 20 years in the current timeline so yeah yeah because twenty five thousand years is so far in the past like ain't nothing you know here yeah. gonna connect to what we we know and love i mean he said this is going to kind of be like a biblical retelling yes of uh, the first jedi so so which sounds crazy so in this world, the Jedi are essentially like a religion, right? Uh, if you will, they're force users, whatever. But like this is so far back, a biblical epic tale about you know how the Jedi have started. Um, this timeline has always been hinted at, but never uncovered or told through any Lucasfilm stories. So I think that's even the cooler part, right? Like this is something brand new, uh, similar to the High Republic, right? That's always that's a recent uh, revelation um, at 
uh, uh, Lucasfilm, Disney, Marvel. So this is even greater to go back and literally, you, do you want any baggage? Well, too goddamn bad because there's nothing related to this. You can make yeah. up whatever you want to tell this This is story. almost so far into the past. Like, do you even see, like, a lightsaber? I mean, yeah. in the icon that they that they give us, you know, there is something that does look lightsaber-esque, right? So maybe it kind of coincides in the same story, right? Maybe the very first person to kind of feel the force, yeah. right? You know, I'm almost thinking, like, is it like a some sort of, like, a deity, you know? Is it just there, some person that meditates every day and is like, whoa, whoa, man, I can start moving it, rocks here. This is crazy. In the Clone Wars, there's actually three... Um, people the mortis uh, or something with mortis there's the the father the son and the daughter like the father is like the creator of the force and there's the son and daughter who are light side and dark side so there's like this whole dichotomy of all this stuff and it'd be interesting to see like maybe the those like you mentioned like a deity of some kind like you know the the or maybe just a creature who can manipulate the the force on a, on a, a whole different level than we're used to um uh-huh. really, really taking that and bringing that to live action uh with this but you know, lightsaber. It looks like lightsabers. Maybe the 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 development of the first lightsaber, Mike. You know, like rudimentary lightsabers, not the now, refined weapons what, we see now. What would be really really cool? Now, this is like big brain stuff. Okay, right? this don't is hurt yourself, like, but let's do it. This is like this is like uh, mile high looking down. It's so far in the past, right? There is a side of my brain, right, that goes franchise, franchise, franchise. How do we at least attempt to connect this to the current timeline in some other way? Since this is so far back in the past, like, what if that very first lightsaber that's ever been invented is just, like, wild, mm-hmm. crazy, you can't tame it, you know, it's, like, super overpowered, it's, like, this relic that The lightsaber be that beats every other lightsaber? Yeah, something yeah. like that. You know, go ahead, whatever, make it, like, a, make it a gimmick, make it a, um, uh, you know, uh, just make it a, a, an unbeatable deus ex machina type of thing. I don't care. And then at the end of this, like... Um, at the end of this maybe like James Mangold trilogy or whatever, the lightsaber gets like buried and encased in a tomb or whatever mm. and like Daisy Ridley like tracks it down and finds it. We all know we all know that character loves to track down little trinkets. That's what yeah. she does through the entire trilogy, right? So maybe she finds it, and then we finally get to connect the beginning to the end. That could be cool, because that's the only way, right, you have something survive over 25,000 years, yeah. some sort of relic buried yeah, underground. Well, it, buried, really it, could, it could be in a force you know, location, like there's Jedi and Sith temples, right, you know, um, things like that. It could be – there are yeah. ways to – Preserve items. I, you know, you, you make me then because you know James Mangold is doing literally Indiana Jones. Logan talks talks about this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. what if it was a, a story that starts in the New Jedi Order and they're looking for the item, and the whole movie is told in the past of like the item they're looking for. You know, in that in that yeah. regards, that that would be. Cool. I mean, it, I'm I'm seeing a theme here where they're bringing in creators to just kind of the fix some of the nonsense that has been created in the Star Wars universe of just mm-hmm. like, okay, the emperor the emperor comes back out of nowhere. Let's make a whole like streaming universe that fixes that awful oh, that awful storytelling problem, or like oh the holocrons that I feel like are always being hunted down. Maybe we do some. I don't you know, think deep diving of how those exist. Well. I mean, we just made that up on our own for the holocron thing. But I think I don't think anyone is saying this is a problem. Let's fix it. I think there is a Bible. They just didn't tell the story very well, right? Like I think there's a way to tell the the return of of Palpatine without literally them just starting the movie off. Oh, he's back, and you're like, what the fuck did I just miss? Like what? Like there was a whole movie about bringing him back. Like that's the one you wanted to see, not that one. So I think 
the Bible is there and they can tell the stories, but like the people who were in charge of those didn't do a good job, you know, it, it, at the moment. But um, the first Jedi sounds like really fun, right? Right? Like, like I said, mm. there are no there. Are, if we wanted to even remove anything from this, there are no strings attached to this. There's nothing about this that we need to to know ahead of time, other than they're telling us the very first story of of the Jedi Order and how how it started at the beginning. So. Um, very excited to see see what, what Mangold brings together with this. Uh, something we didn't get to see uh, in terms of, of no trailer released publicly, but they did show a new logo uh, for for the the Acolyte and kind of some other you know I guess descriptions for this. The old Acolyte trailer actually had like a red lightsaber slash through it, and mm-hmm. this one seems to have like a looks like a, a, a red and blue ring kind of together. Yeah, uh, it, seems, it it just kind of gives off. A little bit more of a peaceful vibe yeah you know and less of like oh a slashed letter yeah it, it, this is in the high republic era um and it kind of deals with um you know the sith some sith at the end of the, the high republic but in, in jedi but like the red and blue make me think of lightsaber battles right but the rings kind of i don't quite understand the rings now do I mean, you, you might go ahead i was gonna say you might know you might not know this chris because maybe it's a little bit too of a, a niche question but like the kind of the universal kind of city that everyone kind of attracts to in the Star Wars universe is Coruscant. Coruscant right? is the yeah. the capital city, yeah. Yeah, so it, is the High Republic back far enough to where, like, Coruscant exists, or are they building oh, Coruscant? Cor- the Coruscant Republic? is so many levels deep because they keep building more and more levels onto it over time, so I do, uh-huh. I do believe it exists in the High Republic. Okay, so maybe maybe they'll be like, oh, it's there, but maybe they're building. Well, right? Maybe it'll be some... Uh, yeah. Uh, galactic cranes in the background they could a little bit more well i think that the most important part of this logo is and and you don't see it until you look closely is there's a yellow line on the inside of the blue um ring do you notice that the yellow line Mm -hmm. so in this trailer there are literally gold lightsabers being lit up like actual full-on gold jedi protector lightsabers and And this was the trailer only screen for the audience yes yeah absolutely yeah we yeah there's no pictures of this yet and a multiple Jedi igniting their blades in this, Mike. Uh, like you're going to get lightsabers. They say the action is similar to the Matrix, like that kind of kung fu, like wire work action from the Matrix in this. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know much about the High Republic, but uh, it, 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 I kind of perceive it as like a higher era, at least for the the Jedi. Like that, this is like the maybe the peak of the Jedi Council, as far as I know. They just defeated all of the Sith in the Old Republic. So I'm like, who are they going ham on with these lightsabers? I, well, I think I think it's more again similar to how we we view the Jedi in Episode One. Like they're they're counselors on peacekeeping missions. They're not necessarily fighting mm. other lightsaber people, but they're 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 that. But there are, I believe, Sith or at least evil lightsaber users in this world still for the High Republic. Mm. Um, and this is where a young Yoda could still be. This is only a couple hundred years before the Phantom Menace, so not not too far back. Um, but Yoda could, was, I believe, a, a not a Padawan, but a trainer, a young Jedi early in, in the it's books just, for this as well. You know that there's a visual, a the visual design artist at Lucasfilm right now who's trying to figure out what is a middle age. Oh, they already have it. He's in, Yoda, he, they, he's been in the comic books for years already. Like, does he or, just look slightly less wrinkly because Grogu's already wrinkly? He's just small. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The, if you if you look up High Republic uh, Yoda, it will pop up for you. Uh, he, right, he looks. Do that. He looks not like you know. He just doesn't look too different. Like, just looks exactly like Yoda. I guess his. 
I don't know. Yeah, he just looks like Yoda. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's got some more hair, and he's a little more agile, if you will. Um, but yeah, like he, he's not much difference, but he is like one of three grandmasters of, of this era. Um, oh my gosh. I think this is fan. I think this is fan art. Um, but it's, uh, with this character with their shirt off and he has long hair abs. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see green ab Yoda. That's what I want. Yeah. That's, that's from like art station, like a, like a samurai <laughs> looking little, little Yoda Yeah. There. Give me that. Give me ripped Yoda. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he, he's been, he's been in some of these books and stuff. So he's very active in that rather than just a, a sitting on the, the council member in his younger age. Um, but I'm excited for the act. I would like to see this footage. I know they're they're working on it. it should be wrapped up pretty soon um, for this. And um, there are some. If you, I like, I, said, I just got my first High Republic novel at C2E2 last weekend, so I'm excited to dive into that and learn some of the characters and what, what's going on in this world um, around it. Uh, last Star Wars bit of news, Mike is Andor. Not much is known about Andor at this time, except they're halfway through filming. They're going to keep filming all the way through August. Um, that is an awful photo. You should, you should not have sent me that. Um, <laughs> I sent Chris an awesome Photoshop of a Yoda doing like a muscle man pose in his swamp. In, in his Dagobah um, swamp. Yes. Thank Google you. Google it. You can find it. It's very distracting. <laughs> well, I was trying to give you information about Andor. Um, but they're, uh, they're on track to wrap up filming August of this year. Then spend a, a year of post-production and release August of next year, 2024 per Tony Gilroy, writer and showrunner of Andor, Mike. There was some fun news about this that I saw that um, each, like, three episodes or something is supposed to take place over a year. And then the show is already going to premiere, like, a couple years or a year ahead of time. So they're they're going to speed run you into um, – Rogue what One. What the movie called? Yeah, into Rogue One. They're, they're yeah. going to get you to that uh, timeline yeah. Yeah. right they, when that, mo- that movie picks up. Yeah, they said the end of this is the mission he was on at the in- beginning of Rogue One. So Yeah, I would love, like – we know all of the cast of characters dies, right? Or unless there's a clever way that they survive, I, I would hate for them to undercut the sacrifice at the end of that movie, but I just love Cassie and Andor so much uh, now, which, surprise, surprise, never thought I'd be saying that on the podcast, yeah. but, like, well, maybe there's a way he's alive. I there, don't think so, but there it could is, be fun. There <laughs> is a way. You either, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain, Mike. I think if we clone have... Them. Everyone else is getting cloned. Just clone, just clone If you have another season of Andor, you're just going to be pissed. You're just going to you know, be well, unhappy with I'm, it. I think... I'm, I, not, I'm not saying another season of Andor. I'm just looking at the icon on this timeline. It's yeah. right next to the New Republic icon, right? I'm just like, what can we carry over from this show into Filoni's yeah. movie? That's kind of where I'm at. Maybe it's Andy Circus. Maybe that's what it is. You know, age him up just a little bit more. You know, mm-hmm. not too much. It's well, not that far. Too, too, you age him too much, he becomes uh, Leader Snoke. From, yeah, from, that's true. From the other But ones. yeah, maybe that's what it is. Like, or um, uh, uh, Skarsgård, right? Um, maybe well, uh, yeah. he carries over. But I could easily see him dying in the second season. Yeah. He seems like the type of character that sacrifices well, his life. He even e- had like a whole e- monologue about it. Even if, it, you know... It, to me, even if no one makes it through, it's still a really tight story, and they've done a really good job telling it, right? Like, I, I can't if, – if no one else makes it out, I, I can't fault them for that because it's been a good job. But Mon Mothma was in the Ahsoka trailer, actually, that yeah, actress. Yeah, but she, she existed previous to this. I though, know, so but, not much of a but they're using that same character, so maybe they'll take some of that maybe knowledge. Maybe it's his little robot. His yeah. little robot. I forgot his K2SO. name K2SO. 
Yeah. No, no, his, his the red one, the, the red can. one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot its name. Was it BB or something? Uh, no. Yeah, that was, something, I'm thinking BB-8. Yeah, maybe it was something, B. something B. Yeah, maybe just his little droid carries over and like is helping yeah. uh, Mando out in his uh, chromed out Star. He, he will, he will be. It'll be another Mario reference in the Star Wars world. Like, there, look <laughs> at the, the droid over there. He was the droid. Uh, but e- either way, you know, they're gonna they're gonna get us up to to Rogue One, and and that's pretty cool on that. So. Uh, if more comes out about Andor Season 2, we'll let you guys know. Lastly, we got a surprise trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Mike, I did not expect mm-hmm. to get this, actually. Even though it's Star Wars Celebration Lucasfilm, I didn't expect to get a trailer. Um, this movie makes me think there's time travel. This dial thing makes me think there's time travel involved here. He's like, I'm going to use yeah. this to go help Hitler. I'm like, how? This is 40 years later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is, it is interesting, right? Because I feel like... I don't even know if I feel like the trailer almost reinforces the opposite idea, even though the dial it's like sitting right there. It's like Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Like you can't give me a time travel dial and not time travel. Right. But the trailer almost reinforces, you know, those de aged Harrison Forrest scenes. Yeah. Almost more as like flashbacks in a way, or at least but, that's how they're presented what, narratively. But what if you do the dial and it transforms your consciousness back into your older body? Like, maybe that's what it is. Like, not necessarily time travel. You're sending old Indy back, but, like, you're sending your consciousness back to your old body. Maybe. I mean, I feel like this uh, movie is... If this screenplay was always to exist, right? If this was destiny, pun intended, for it to always happen, it's great that it's happening now because we've... Yeah, we can really be... good at this de-aging technology. Yeah. If, if yeah. it came a couple years too early, you know, it might be a, another blight on yeah. the Indiana Jones uh, um, well, and, saga. And, and, and again, James Mangold, he's so in demand right now doing doing great stuff. Logan was a great mm-hmm. great opportunity. Uh, again, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, not Lars Mikkelsen, is, is the villain in this one. So you get, you, get, you know half of the Mikkelsen brothers here. Um, it it looks it looks fun. There's a lot of action. Uh, the, his uh, his goddaughter, or whatever, seems to be, I, um, you know, in it for her own self too, which makes me like makes me think, you know, she's not a sidekick to him, and that's great because he doesn't need a sidekick in these movies. Yeah, she she like leaves leaves him in like the lock him in the door archives cage. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, it's exciting. I don't know what it is. Um, I'm excited for whatever it is. It's fun that they do acknowledge some of the mystical stuff he has done in his adventures. So it, it kind of. It makes me think that there's going to be something to do with like, yeah, you can go back and affect the the past more than more than with this whatever this dial thing does. So I'm, I'm interested to see what that is and uh, do that. Yeah. But that, that comes out June 30th of this year. I'm I can't believe we're we're on the cusp of yeah. Indiana Jones. I mean, much like how we started the podcast this uh, this week talking about Mario, um, it's the it's the musical cheat code, right? Yes. Every time I hear that Indiana Jones theme. I get I get so emotional. I can't yeah. describe it. Just and he's very emotional in this trailer. Like you know, there's kind of like that narration where he's just kind of like talking about his life. You see yeah. his old buddies go like, "Yeah, go, you can do it, Indy." And then the music, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna cry in this movie, aren't <laughs> I?" Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm so down for this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Looks like a, looks like a good time. Uh, a good a good Indiana Jones, if you will. Well, that's the the show for this week. This went a little longer than I thought it would, but we had a lot of Star Wars news. We had oh, a yeah. lot of Star Wars news to cover. So. I'm gonna have to get this timeline tattooed on my body yeah. so I can. And then, it. and then they're gonna change it. So we just need to get <laughs> you something that tells you where every movie is in relation to this, because I think oh, the timeline God. still confused the hell out of you <laughs> talking. Yeah, to you. I I almost need like a I just need like the movies listed below it too, and yeah, yeah. Oh, man, we'll work on what it. a life. We'll work on it. All right, well, people know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you, at, buddy? 
Oh, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my brand new webcomic, Life Rewards Risk, at liferewardsrisk.com or at all of the corresponding social handles. And Chris, if people want to check you out, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, Valdan87, or listen to Superhero Slate every week. We're here uh, doing the show. We just did two today. We got Super Mario Brothers. Go listen to that. If people want to know more about that show, where can they listen to all the good stuff at? Yes, if you want to find our own internal timeline of the show, of every episode we've ever made, head on over to SuperheroSlate.com, and you can find all the avenues we host our show. Get our awesome show notes if you want to see everything that we talked about this week. All nice and organized and a cute little organized bullet list that we use every week. It's great. I love it. Um, I don't know why I called it cute. (laughs) It's so adorable. I I think it's because I finished my Mountain Dew. Everything's cute and sugary to me right now. Yeah, Uh, yeah, SuperheroSlate.com, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Get merch, SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. What are you most excited about with the Star Wars news? What are you most pessimistic about? Because the light and the dark side of it all, right? Let us know. Uh, we love our super fans. If you want to be a super fan of this show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we'll be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.